Pause, Renew, Next, a podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and I'm so glad that you've joined me here today. Well, friends, this is a first for the Pause, Renew, Next podcast. Today's episode comes from a listener request. Actually, this request came in about a year ago, and it was all about mother and daughter relationships. Now, I had it in my mind for quite some time, but because of COVID and social distancing and schedules, it took us a long time to finally get around to getting it done, but I'm so glad that it's finally finished and here for you to listen to today. In this podcast episode, I have a repeat guest, Kaylee, who was on our podcast last October, October of 2019, and her mother and grandmother were able to join the conversation as well. It's such a rich conversation full of three generations of women and their relationships with each other and their faith and how that's been passed down through the generations. It's so good, you guys. Very encouraging. I think you're really going to enjoy this podcast episode. So with that, let's jump into the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'm Kaylee, the youngest here. (laughs) Um, I have a daughter myself and second daughter on the way in 10 more weeks. Yay. And I'm Julie. I'm Kaylee's mom. And I am married 31 years, have three kids. Kaylee is my oldest and my only girl. And then I have two boys, and um, I live next door to my mom, who's next. And I'm Sandy, the mom. And Julie is my daughter, uh, my only daughter. And I have two boys. Kaylee is my granddaughter. Um, And um, um, I have, uh, like I said, six grandchildren, two great-grandchildren, almost. This is the first podcast I've had three guests which Kaylee, I know you're a repeat. And the reason I brought you back is because last year when you were on the podcast, um, I got a request right afterwards from a listener. So it's been a whole year now because of COVID, but we're finally catching up with it. And a listener said, "Um, I've noticed something about many of your guests. When you talk about who inspires you, most of the women name their moms or grandmas as great influences and friends. I would love to hear how some of these great relationships developed. So because the question came after, I think, our conversation Mm -hmm. last year on the podcast, I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I had you and your family come on to talk? And so we have three generations of women here, but really four, because there's another one in Kaylee's belly (laughs) who is not speaking tonight. So I was really excited about having you all on to talk about your relationship and kind of like how you cultivate relationship and how that's passed through the generations. So I'd love to start by asking, what do you guys like to do with each other for fun? Or not for fun. <laughs> what do you like to do with It's each all other? fun. <laughs> well, mom and I were laughing about this um, earlier because I, I had some things I needed her to look at and give me her opinion. So we love to go shopping together and we love to help each other with decorating and all that. Um, we love to swap furniture. I mean, one time I took mom's coffee table 
and Kaylee took mine, and then mom took Kaylee's. So we <laughs> there's actually one in the attic right now. I think on um, yeah. on spare, just in yeah, case we get the itch to all trade again. So we just like to switch things up, and then we have new. Looks like we have new stuff, and yeah, we just love to be together. We just hang out a lot. We do. It's 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 a great time. And we don't have to do anything fancy, as you can tell. Just swapping furniture is fun. Uh, and our attic, we're the only one with an attic. So our attic is full. My my husband's uh, joke is that one of the days we're going to be sitting in our kitchen and the ceiling is going to fall through. <laughs> but we do shop together. We visit. We boat together. Uh, we eat together. And we just have a great time. And so I think it's probably good for the listeners to know you all live close together. Mm -hmm. So you see each other regularly. But in this age of technology, like, do you see each other often, especially now? We planned on doing this before the whole pandemic thing happened, but now there's been a pandemic. So what has it looked like for you guys to talk to each other through that? Have you seen each other? Do you talk on the phone? What does that look like? In the early stages of COVID, we actually have a picture of uh, Addison my daughter standing on the porch next door to Nanny and Paul's house, looking out through the window, waving because we weren't sure what this looked like or if we'd even be able to get together and see them and that sort of thing. And we tried to keep our distance in the beginning and we we do see each other now, but communication looks the same. COVID, not COVID, we FaceTime. Even if we we if we haven't seen you guys for a couple of days, we'll FaceTime if we've seen my mom and dad earlier that day will still <laughs> Sometimes Addie will always say, can I FaceTime Mimi and Papa? Um, Snapchat, texting. We have a group chat. We all text in and ask for opinions or try to get together, that sort of thing. So Nanny's very tech savvy. Well, I, I learned to text when my grandchildren went to college because I'm not, and I'm not very tech savvy at all. But I decided if I wanted to communicate with my grandchildren that I need to learn to do that. And so I did. And I'm really happy because they send me pictures and little notes and I send that back to them. Um, I do like the Snapchat, Kaylee especially, and and my other uh, granddaughters especially send me Snapchats of what they're cooking or we eating or or where they are. And I love that. I'm not good at initiating a Snapchat, um, but <laughs> I do answer it, mm -hmm. and um, so I I do love that, and and but mostly I love face to face, and that was the thing with COVID. At one point, I just said, "Come over, I'm over mm -hmm. this," and you know, and so um, God has been good to us to protect us through mm -hmm. all of this, and but I couldn't imagine not seeing my children, not seeing Addie for all this time. This has been seven months now. So, you know, like I said, God has been good to us and protected us. So, Yeah, I mean, I just say what they said. I, I'm i just, you know, I just think it's amazing that you've learned to do the texting and the Snapchatting and all that. I think that's just been a huge, you know, a blessing and a huge way for you to keep up with everybody. because. Mm -hmm. They, the girls, especially the granddaughters, right. especially love to send her, you know, hey, look how I decorated my table for Friendsgiving or look how I, you know, look what I baked today, this ice cream or 
And so it's just a quick, easy way to right. It's great. Keep in touch. So was it a year? Was it a year or so ago? No, it had to be almost two years ago. I think that you fell and I was the only one home to take you to the to take you to the hospital. Um, mom and dad were both out of town for work, and Paul, Nanny's husband, was out of town for work, and I live five minutes down the road, and I just left here, uh, was able to take her, ended up, we were in the, in the emergency room for quite some time, and we made her a bitmoji or something, <laughs> <laughs> while we were sitting in the waiting room, it's so silly, but it's funny, because now she still uses it, and it's funny when you see it pop up on your Snapchat or wherever, when she uses the, you know, the hand signals, and it's just cute, it's funny. That's so fun. Um, what I want to talk about some of the ways that you feel like your mom has supported you. And I'm saying mom through the generations, because obviously all of you are mothering, but what has that looked like and how have you felt supported? Because I think that's a big part of mother-daughter relationships, healthy mother-daughter relationships. Well, I'll go first. I I just feel like mom's always in my corner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's never like any sort of contest or there's never any kind of. I don't know another word to use, but it's, there's never. You should have done things differently or it's always genuine. Just supportive, I guess, is the word. It's like, there's no competition. There's, you know, if something really good happens for me, she's really, really excited for Mm -hmm. me. If there's something like I'm struggling with, she's right there with me, praying for me and struggling right alongside me. So I just always feel like, you know, it's just easy. And in growing up, you know, it wasn't, it, she wasn't like trying to be my best friend or anything, but I, you know, it's just a very supportive and very encouraging along the way. Well, I feel like um, pretty much the same way with my mom in growing up. I, I had a good relationship with my, my mom, uh, maybe not to the extent that Julie and I do. But things were different, you know, that was kind of like the olden days, because I'm old. And, you know, <laughs> so I, you know, that makes a difference in, in how things are, mm-hmm. I think, over the course of years. But but I would say that, you know, my mom, um, my mom was always supportive of me, <clears throat> too, and she encouraged me. And the one thing that stands out, you know, whenever there was a special dance or an occasion or whatever, she would take me to town and we would pick out, we couldn't afford the dress, but she would, uh, we would go to the pattern department and we would pick out several patterns and she would put them all together how I liked it. Oh. And um, so I just remember that. And she uh, taught me to sew actually. And, um, you know, and just a lot of things. Um, so, uh, I, you know, she was, she was a great person, very hospitable and kind. And um, so I, I really felt blessed really to have my mom. I would um, agree with all those things myself. Um, I felt super supported as a mother in particular and just being able to ask questions without judgment or harsh criticism, um, always offering help when I ask for it. Um, not always telling me what to do is, has been helpful. And I think to, um, being younger and growing up, one thing I think that is, um, maybe helpful for daughters is 
just teaching and being intentional about teaching. One thing I remember mom did a good job of was teaching me um, something as simple. Well, I'd say simple now because I was taught, but how to cook dinner and make sure things were all done at the same time and let me practice and gave me kind Mm -hmm. of free reign to make mistakes or, you know, not have things all maybe hot at the same time (laughs) or whatever it was. But one summer, let me, which I'm sure was probably now that I think about it as a mom, probably a blessing for you not to have to cook dinner every night, but I got to cook dinner every night, most nights and learn. So. Well, I, I just would like to say it's been a blessing to me to watch Julie be a mother, you know, um, watch her raise her children and she's been a a wonderful mom and I I really have been very proud of her in that way she has fun with her kids she loves her children um, and she's a great teacher to them she's a great daughter to me and then I've also had the blessing of watching Kaylee mother Patty and that has been a tremendous blessing to me as well she is a great mom And I love that. And you have a sense of humor and you teach her so many things. And and the, the, the thing, too, um, with both of the girls, there's a kindness there and a thoughtfulness. And Kaylee is always bringing Addie over. And I'll hear this little doorbell ring. <laughs> and I go running to the door. It's just, I love it. It's just great. So they have both been such wonderful mothers. And, I know we have a long way to go here. I know I was even <laughs> Well, we have a wedding. We had a wedding mm-hmm. and now a baby. And now we're having another wedding soon. So I get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think you realize how special that is. Mm-hmm. As, a, as a grandmother, to be able to be have that opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. One of the reasons Marcus and I uh, were really in conversation about having children and ha- starting a family after we got married, um, the timing wasn't not necessarily ours, but we knew we wanted to start a family early was because of the relationship that I, that I have with my family, mom and dad, nanny and Paul. Um, it is just really special and we knew we wanted to be able to extend that and have our children know them and grow up knowing them. Mm-hmm. So that was really, mm-hmm. it's been really special to see and to be so close, just have the opportunity to live close. Sometimes, even though you're close to your family, you don't necessarily live in close proximity. So this has been just a really huge blessing for us that we try not to take for granted. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. True. Um, I'm wondering, what are some of the family values that you feel like you've passed down that have been important that you've seen kind of pass from you to your children or from your parents to you? Um, I would say, I mean, one thing I wrote, and I think I talked about this when I was with you last time, was traditions and togetherness and the importance of just sort of being intentional with that and Um, that's one thing, you know, we've sort of had to, it's been interesting being married and sort of having to pick and choose of, you know, I want to just do everything over here and I want to do, you know, all the Thanksgiving and all the Christmas and all of the summer stuff, but splitting time, um, with making sure we, Addison has equal time with the Brown traditions as well as 
traditions with this side of the family. So um, that's definitely one thing that I would say has been passed down to me. And um, I know even my cousins, the girl cousins are really intentional with their traditions and being together and making time for those types of things. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I I, you know, I feel like mom has kind of set the <laughs> set the bar up here, and which is a good bar. You know what I mean? Because it's it's things that we all look forward to, and we all love to be together. So it's just it's it's something that we just do, and we look forward to it, which is you know fantastic. And and like like Kaylee said, things are changing. You know, I just got the call. You know, my son is like. Christmas this year and I'm like oh I understand <laughs> you know what I mean like I understand because I know you know she has a whole family too and I you know and I'm thrilled that she comes from a family that they love to be together mm -hmm. and that they have traditions and I'm you know I'm glad that he has that it's just gonna look a little different so we're gonna make a few adjustments and that's okay um but I mean, the other thing I was going to say is just we I've just been raised in the church my whole life. And that was just, you know, we were taught to taught about Jesus, you know, not just we didn't just go to church, but we were taught about Jesus and we learned about Jesus. And I remember, you know, I would have a sleepover with somebody when I was little and be on Saturday night and I you know, they'll say, well, we'll see you in the morning. Uh, you know, we'll pick you up Sunday morning. I'm like, well, I have a sleepover. <laughs> they were like, so? <laughs> <laughs> so guess who was the first one always picked up? <laughs> but it was like, because that's what we did. This is where we go. We go to worship on Sunday mornings, and that's what we do. If you have, if you want to go to your friend's house and spend the night, that's fine. But we'll pick you up at 830 on the way to church. <laughs> so, and I love that. And that's really important to me. And so... You know, that's something I've tried to... That was know, passed down to me, too. That was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of the traditions that we have really started with my grandmothers. And um, my <clears throat> my grandma, Carol, or uh, my grandma, Elliot, I should say, my dad's mom, she always had Christmas breakfast. And then my mom's mom had Christmas dinner. And um, so, and then Thanksgiving, my mother had that. And so when we moved from Indianapolis to Florida, I wanted to continue that, even though, um, you know, for our kids. I mean, it was important for, to me that our children continued those traditions. And um, so uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's just been a blessing and amazing to me how, like Kaylee said, everyone makes time that we have special even things we eat. I make noodles, my grandmother made noodles. And um, for a long time, Zach helped me with the noodles. And that was sort of a tradition as well. Uh, Julie helped me this year. And, <laughs> and one of my other granddaughters called and said, could I help you make noodles? So we're gonna make some noodles too. And, um, but you know, it, it's, I think it's just important I've always heard that it's um, it's the glue. Traditions are like the glue that holds a family together. Mm -hmm. And going to the lake in the summer, that's another one of our traditions that we all do that. And it's, it's just, it means a lot for families. And, and in within that, there's sacrifice. You know, people have to, if family is really important to you, 
then you make us make sacrifices for that. And, um, and it's not always easy mm -hmm. to do that. And it's not like I have a great expectation for everyone to sacrifice, but I, on our end, I feel like people are here because they want to be mm -hmm. here. And that's, that's a great thing, but mm -hmm. it's not easy. I mean, we have people coming from Florida, from um, everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think it's a relationship. Indiana, yeah. The relationship, it's not just during those times where we just do the things. Right. It's year round. It's, it's true. You know, starts from, you know, Addie was first born and you guys have been intentional with her and seeing um, that relationship foster. Of course, we all want to be together when we all invest in each other's lives and want to be, right. you know, together and present, those types of things. It makes those things easier. It's mm -hmm. not just a chore or something that you do and, oh, we got to go, you know, to Thanksgiving. It, we really do look forward to it. Um, I kind of think of traditions as being almost like the rhythm, like you know what to yes. expect and when, and, and there's some safety and security there and something to look forward to. Sure. Yeah, I love that. Another thing I would say about that is, <clears throat> excuse me, I know that, of course, we were in Florida and our children were there and their, their uh, family, our children's, when they got married, their spouses were there as well. And so we always included them in our traditions. And, um, and even now, uh, one of my daughter-in-laws, her mother comes. So anyway, um, that's been a, a blessing for us too as well. Mm -hmm. So the person who requested this podcast is a mother of daughters herself. So I wanted to make sure that we were talking specifically about mother-daughter relationships, but Clearly, that is not happening in my life because I have four boys. <laughs> so I grew up with a mom and a sister, and being a mother to boys has been very different. Yes. Mm -hmm. And a little bit, I want to say, saddening to me because I always pictured myself with a girl. And like when you hear sweet stories about, oh, when I do, I do stuff with my mom and we go shopping and all this stuff, like, you know, I'm like, oh, I won't have any of that. That's so sad. Like, I'm going to have to make good relationships with my daughter-in-laws, I guess. I don't know. But I'm kind of wondering, like, when it comes to the boys, where do they fit into all this stuff? Well, it's, I mean... They're with, not here. With but. Yeah. I mean, with my two boys in particular, um, right now, this is, you know, they... Well, let me say my oldest boy, he's my, like, tender-hearted boy. So I know the phone call, I could feel it when he, you know, called to tell me about not being able to make it for Christmas was, was hard for him. I could, you know what I mean? I could kind of hear it in his voice. And, and then I, I, I tried to reassure him real quickly. Like, I understand, I understand, I understand. And then, you know, I laid in bed at night and I was like, oh man, maybe I was too understanding too quickly. And maybe he thinks it didn't, I didn't, you know, it didn't Aww. matter. And so then I had to follow up the next day, you know, and of course then I started crying and I was like, you know, I said, I knew this time would be coming at some point. I said, and, and I just want you to know you're going to be missed. But I want you to know also that we understand. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want you to think that, like, I was <laughs> okay, like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. No, I, like, this is a big deal. Like, you you will be missed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, he sounded a little relieved. <laughs> and he's like, you know. Oh, you know, it was a hard decision, but I know that 
you know, Thanksgiving, we'll see everybody. So I picked the holiday where I knew everybody would be there. And then we'll go be with Anna's family. And so that's new. And my youngest, he still, he loves Thanksgiving. That's his favorite, I think, too, because he likes to be with everybody and have everybody there. And so, and he's, you know, he's the one that makes noodles with Nanny. He loves okay. to do that. So yeah. they're a part of all this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They kind of, they look for, they all want to go to the lake every summer. And even Alan, that he's in Chicago now, him and Anna, they drive over. And, you know, Zach made a couple trips on his own last year because he was on a different schedule. So, yeah, they, they like to be, they like their traditions, just I like their One of our traditions is Black Friday shopping. <laughs> all the girls and it was something that even the 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 grandchildren the girls we weren't allowed to do until we got to be a certain age and the dads and the grandpas and the uncles were pretty intentional to find something that we you know either all the boys could go do together or you know the girls before we were old enough to go with the moms that sort of thing and it seems like every year they kind of have a good time they find, always find something to do mm-hmm. those days, and they're always included and have their own little things through those types of holiday traditions. But Well, and then they always have pizza. We always come back and have pizza and watch this movie that we've watched probably for 15 years. <laughs> the same movie every, yeah. every Thanksgiving yeah. every Friday. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Thank you. Here we go. Kaylee, this is not for you yet, although you can talk about your teenage years, but how as a mom do you keep your relationship with your daughter strong through the teenage years and into adulthood? Because you know, when they're little, it's maybe a little easier. (laughs) And when they get to be in the teenage years, they have their own strong opinions, I'm sure. (laughs) Any wisdom or advice? Well, I just think that it's it's like everything else. I mean, I, I feel like if you do the hard thing when they're young, You know what I mean? It just kind of flows. Like they don't want to miss out on this relationship that you have. They don't want to miss out on the things, the family things. They don't want to miss out on church. They don't want to, they just, they just want to be a part of it. And as long as you're in constant communication and talking with them, you know, like, you know, Kaylee had a, a little blurb in high school. Just, I was like so curious to find out where this is going because I'm like, boy, my brother over here, like, my teenage years might have been a little rough. We'll call age mom and dad a little quicker. We'll just call a little blip. We just had, it was a small was blip. Really kind. But like, I knew. Do you want to do an expose? No. <laughs> no. no. That was just really kind to call it a blip. I mean, I knew, like, there was something was off. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean like you know how you know like yeah. you just know and I was like what like what you know and and then we were able to have a conversation and we get to you know what I mean like we can talk through it because of all the years of being mm-hmm. together and you know the relationship like she has with my mom and the relationship that she has with my dad and you know of course her own dad but they don't they don't want to leave that you know what I mean? They can have be a little rebellious or they can whatever. They don't they don't want to leave that. I, I just think that's the way I felt. I mean, I just was like, I might have a mind of my own here for five minutes, but I'm not I'm not going to leave. This is good. Mm-hmm. Like, I know they love me and care for me and I'm not walking away from that. Those really you, they keep telling me. 
two-year-old is hard and three-year-old is hard, but just wait until <laughs> hormones, hormones play that. Just a different hard. Quite a, well, I would say decent role in some of that hard stuff mm-hmm. growing up and figuring things out and keeping open communication mm-hmm. of, all right, what you're feeling is normal, but it's, you can't act like that. You still can't. <laughs> that was kind of, I mean, that was hard, but that, those, that definitely contributed some of those little blips mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah. It, it is. It's not something that just automatically happens. Mm-hmm. It's intentional. It's building a foundation when they're really little, staying in touch and being involved and listening. And as I was thinking through this, I remember, you know, a couple of little incidents um, <clears throat> with Julie when she was really little. And you know how you are as a mom, you're busy working around the house and your daughter or children are chattering over here. And yes, I know. you're kind of going. <laughs> kind of going mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Julie said mom you're not listening to me <laughs> and I and I had to step back and say to myself and I to her yes you're right I wasn't so uh, it's important to listen with our eyes when our children are talking to us we need to listen with our eyes to what they're saying and that she taught me an important lesson at that point now I could have just got I mean, and I have certainly. This is not. <laughs> this is one of my better moments, you know. Um, but I, you know, you could get mad and fly off the hook and whatever. Um, but thankfully, God just allowed me to be quiet at that moment mm-hmm. and not and take that in. Um, but a- another thing happened at one point, and I think we have to. It's important that we respect and we. We say what we mean. We make promises and nothing else will interfere with that promise. Like I had promised to take her shopping for a dress or something special. And someone had called me on the phone, a friend, and needed me to do something. And, you know, I hesitated for a minute and I thought, no, I promised Julie I would do this. And that taught me another important lesson, too, because I thought, you know what we tell our children? Sometimes our children, we think, well, you know, they'll get over it. You know what I mean? They're little. They, it doesn't matter. It matters. It, it really, I believe it matters. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was grateful in that moment that I could do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being involved, she was in band and um, they marched in the, <laughs> the Rose Bowl parade. And um, in Miami, was that the right one? Orange. 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 It was orange. <laughs> yes, that's right. And um, so we had all the girls over for dinner before they left for Miami. And, you know, just fun things like that. You know, I think it, you know, it means a lot. Um, but I don't know. It just is really important, I think, to to be involved with our kids. Not overtly, extensively involved, mm-hmm. but... You know, like Julie was saying, just know what's going on and be a part of that. So. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, yes, my children have said that to me. I think all of them have said that to me. Mom, are you really listening to me? <laughs> yeah, it continues. But, you know, in this day and age, and this is bad, but I think a lot of us are looking at our phones right. a lot while they're talking to us. Sure. And I've become aware of that. I'm trying to be better about that. But even not, there's only so much Minecraft talk. 
that one can listen to. <laughs> so I think I tune out just a little bit sometimes. Yeah. So that's really good that you were able to talk through that with her. Well, I remember being on a trip one day, one time uh, with a family, and my husband says, would you answer them? And I said, what? He goes, the kids are talking to you in the back seat. Would you answer that? Because, you know, like you said, you can just get you in just your own little tune world out. and yeah. tune out. So. <laughs> hmm. so for somebody who's listening who maybe hasn't had such a good relationship with their mother, but they're parenting now and they want to have a relationship with their children, um, I think you've already given some good advice, but would you have any encouragement or any thoughts about things that you would want to pass on? things that you've learned? I just say it's never too, (laughs) it's never too late to start, you know, to break the cycle. I mean, I would say my dad didn't grow up in the best of, you know, parental guidance, if you will, you know, and, you know, you just, you just make a change and you start, Mm -hmm. and all of his siblings have done that. Mm -hmm. Every last one of them has Mm -hmm. done that. Yeah. They're, you know, all the family members are close, I would say. And the siblings are close. They've really been intentional about that. Mm -hmm. And the siblings themselves are close. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they've just been intentional. Well, I I would add to that and say I agree with that, that you do have to be intentional. And, And, you know, you have to, I think life is too short for that. I think sometimes people just... They get their feelings hurt, so they go into their own little whatever of self, and they want to blame others or, or you know, just it's it's not worth it. So we need to, I think forgiveness is important. I think that, you know, think about the other person. If you really are serious and want to have a good relationship with somebody that you don't, of course you can never make somebody you know, be with you or like you or whatever. But I think that we can try, especially in our families, that, you know, you can show your love by calling them more often or texting them or inviting them for dinner. Just making that first step, mm-hmm. I think, is important to, um, you know, just step out of your own self mm-hmm. and think about the whole. Because it's not just you and me. Mm-hmm. It's the family. It affects everybody in the yeah. family when you when you do that. So so do it for everyone. Mm-hmm. I keep hearing that word um, intentional, and I think I can tell a huge difference in uninterrupted time with Addison, where I'm focusing either on the same thing with her, or we're doing the same thing, or I'm including her and letting her help me, even if it takes me. Way longer than I would like it to. <laughs> I think those kinds of things, I know there's a huge difference in her spirit and her attitude when I am um, intentional about including her and being present with her. And Marcus and I talk to her and bring her in, not to every conversation, but we're at the point now where we have to be very careful with what we say mm. around her. And I didn't even tell her I was going over, coming over here this evening because she would, she'd get all upset, but. Yeah, I think all of those are really great suggestions. And I might also add that if you haven't had a good mother figure in your life, it might be a good idea to seek out a mentor of some sort. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have the tools to give your children, mm-hmm. then finding them somewhere may be a good place to start. Because 
Karen, I think it's Karen Purvis. I'm not really sure who has this quote, but whatever is broken in relationship can only be healed inside relationship. Mm, And we're passing those things on. So I love the word intentional. That Mm -hmm. word has been spoken a lot tonight. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I heard this morning, actually, in my Bible study group, there's a Bible study is just awkward right now. We're all doing Bible (laughs) study on Zoom. So we're trying to get to know each other and, you know, um, go through the study and it was interesting because this morning, um, one of the things we were talking about, one of the girls near the end, she asked for um, the the group's sort of insight and input into something that she was going through. And three or four of us chimed in and had things to contribute or offer that nobody else would have otherwise. And I thought that was really interesting, too. And just to sort of piggyback on your suggestion for a mentor is... Also surrounding yourself with um, individuals who will support you and encourage you mm-hmm. and push you in a direction that is positive and um, pointing you towards Jesus. Because, I mean, there's not a mom that has it all figured out, I don't think. But you can, <laughs> you don't know what you, it, it can be a very lonely place where you can think that, oh, you know, maybe I've struggled with relationship with my mother and I don't know what I'm doing. But when you start surrounding yourself with other moms who are going through the same thing, you realize you're not the only one who mm-hmm. is going through those types of things as a mom or wife or whatever mm-hmm. friend. And one thing I've always told Kaylee, like, you know, you're not going to find one person that does all of those things. <laughs> no way. So you might be struggling with, I can't get her to go to bed at night with how, you know, but you see a mom that's doing it beautifully, <laughs> go to her. You know, and then you see another like girl who she's really good at having her quiet time and doing. Go to her. Okay, yeah. So now you got you know somebody else that's really good at organizing her day. Go to her. Like you pick out different people that are good with different things and go to them because generally you're not going to find one person. That's true. Who's perfect. Children <laughs> are <laughs> children are perfectly right. disciplined. She has her quiet time. Oh, she yeah. has her. It's not going to work. Yeah. That's perfect. Okay, so to close us out tonight, I would love for you to each share a favorite scripture. So I know, Kaylee, you did this last year. So do you have a different one that you want to share? Yeah, the one I I think I shared last year was sort of applicable to, I try to pick one to where I am in this stage of life. And um, this week I chose Psalm 94, 19. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. And found myself in the mainly I would say in the past few weeks or so looking ahead to second baby coming and what does just what it will things look like balancing all that and to be quite honest I'm just a little nervous about lack of sleep again (laughs) not just selfishly not having it be my own time that I can kind of you know organize and fit naps into my day and that sort of thing into my I just find myself getting a little bit overwhelmed and worked up, and so this is helpful. Um, I have chosen Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And that's that's on repeat right now. (laughs) (laughs) And And I have memorized it, and I... It's my go-to verse. And the thing that I love about this verse so much is the line where he says, and I will help you. 
I mean, it says there, I will help you. I'm like, that's all I need to know. Yeah, you know, and it's so relatable to me because I know my parents. If I, you know, if I run next door and I say, let's do today. I ran next door. I was like, dad, you know, he's like, I'll be right there. I know he's going to help me. It may not be right that second or the way I want to, I want it, but I know he's going to do everything he can to help me. And if that's true for my earthly father, Mm -hmm. then I know Mm -hmm. that my heavenly father is going to help me. And so that's just, that's on repeat right now in these weird times. I love that verse so much. So I don't know, Kaylee, if you listen to these at all, but Seeds of Worship, do you have you heard of those? They're different albums and they're just, there's different albums of different themes, but they're verses set to music for kids. Mm -hmm. And one of them is that verse. And I don't even realize that I have it memorized. I'm sure my kids have it memorized Mm -hmm. and they don't know it. And then I'll be reading through the Bible and all of a sudden a verse like pops into song in my head. And that one is, I will not break into songs right now. But y'all should go check it out. (laughs) It's really good. Thank you. That's great. Well, mine is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding, but in all my ways, acknowledge him and he will direct my path. And, you know, when I think about my favorite verse, that's one of them. But I also, there's others that just, like you were saying, that are for uh, maybe right now, this time in your life. But this particular verse in um, Philippians 4, 8 has really been a verse that has helped me so much in my attitude, in just my everyday. You know, sometimes you're walking along and you something happens and you can become a little negative. And um, so this just... just <laughs> no. So Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, excellent, worthy of praise, think on these things. And I think, you know, when I can do that, it just really lifts my spirits. Mm -hmm. And he tells us not to be anxious for anything. And I, that's another one. Don't be anxious for anything, but pray about everything. Mm -hmm. And so when those little fearful moments come into my life and heart, I just pray, I pray, pray, pray. And it just, um, it really, he's there, like Julie says, he lifts you up. He's there for you. It's it's just a blessing. And it's practical. And I would just, you know, uh, I guess recommend, you know, all of us to just use these verses in times of happiness, in times of joy, in times of really uh, just when we're down, mm-hmm. it helps, lifts our spirits. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of wisdom at this table. Thank you all for doing this. Is there anything else you wanted to say that I didn't give you a chance to? Thanks for asking us. Yes. It's good to see you. It was good to see you too. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again to Sandy, Julie, and Kaylee for being on today's podcast episode. You guys are such good hostesses, and I really enjoyed sitting around the table and having this conversation with you. Friends, if something about this podcast episode encouraged you, or you know someone for who it would be encouraging, please feel free to share. You can find Pause Renew Next on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, 
and you can subscribe on almost any podcasting app. Of course, you can always go to the website as well to catch new podcast episodes and blog posts on the in-between weeks at pauserenewnext.com. Well, that's all for today's podcast episode. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN, Pause, Renew, Next, the podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Thank you.